People lose their valuables every day simply because they forget to lock their car doors. Don't be another statistic. Remove all your belongings anytime you leave your car, including valuables and weapons. This is a message from the Marana Police Department, reminding all residents to lock it or lose it. Welcome to Real Talk with the Town, where I sit down with the Marana staff to answer your burning questions about our beautiful community. My name is Terry Rosema, and I'm the town manager for the town, so let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Real Talk with the Town. My name is Terry Rosema, and I'm the host for Real Talk. And today I am joined once again by our public works director, Fausto Burrell. He is becoming a constant uh, companion of mine here on the show. Fausto, say hello to all of our listeners. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? All right. So, Fausto, we're going to be talking once again about traffic, uh, one of your favorite topics. We recently <laughs> did an episode a week ago uh, talking about all the traffic in North Miranda. This time we're going to focus on the Dove Mountain area. So all of you Dove Mountain residents are going to want to listen in on this one. Uh, you got some good questions for us. Hopefully we'll be able to provide some good answers to you. But before we get to that, uh, a little did you know kind of uh, question for you. Lots of street signs out there. And I know when I go out in the sun, I'm, I'm a pretty pale, complected person, right? So I, I got to lather up with some sunscreen uh, to, to protect myself and keep myself from, you know, aging prematurely, as they say. Um, but what about the traffic signs? I mean, because I know like license plates, man, those things get faded pretty quickly. What about traffic signs? What do we have to, how often do we have to replace those things because the sun just beats the daylights out of them? You know, yeah, everything in Arizona, as, as most of us who are from the area know, we, it's brutal. The sun can definitely do some damage over time. Uh, if there's a coin on your seat and it's summertime, make sure not to sit on it if you're wearing shorts. That's all I can say. <laughs> In regards to our speaking from experience, speaking from experience, (laughs) don't let the buckle, you know, the seatbelt touch you if you can. The best form of education is experience, provided that you can afford the tuition, as I'm told. So, yeah, unfortunately, if it's hot, don't touch. Um, In regards to our signs, we utilize a sheeting material. It's called diamond grade, and it's been proven to hold up against the sun. In fact, we have a 10-year warranty, I believe, is what that product has. And so we've found that it does do a good job. It, it tends to hold up for that time frame. So that's the sheeting that we've been utilizing. We've been requiring when new development comes in, and they place uh, signs that we will eventually take into our system. So that's, that's just what we utilize. So uh, Can you put some of that in a bottle so that I can uh, lather it on before I go out in the sun? Would it, would it work that way? I'll get with our vendor and see what they can do. All right. That, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd appreciate it. But, hey, so uh, the folks at Dove Mountain have a few questions for us, and I think they're really good questions. Uh, that's a beautiful community up there. Um, but there's quite a bit of homes, and they're asking about a little bit of relief in a couple of areas. One of those is Moore Road and uh, Dove Mountain Boulevard, specifically up and down Moore Road uh, where the STEM school is. And in the mornings? There's a lot of traffic there as people are dropping off their kids. So what could be done about that? Yeah, so Terry, you're, you're correct. Awesome views, beautiful community, uh, great school. And my understanding is it's doing, doing quite well. But that also means that it has a, quite a bit of attendance. And along with attendance comes transportation challenges. Uh, schools are, I'll be honest, for, I'm not the traffic manager, I'm a, I'm a recovering traffic guy, but 
you know, talking with my traffic manager and from my experience, schools are always the toughest as a transportation person, specifically a traffic person. You know, you're looking at a very high volume of traffic in a very short duration. So short duration, meaning essentially about 20 minutes. Essentially, yeah. Every school I've ever, I've, I've personally sat there, watched traffic. You know, in my younger days, as part of your analysis, you sit there. It's about a 15 to 20 minute window. And, you know, you have everybody coming in at that same time to drop off their children. Or, you know, you also have school buses. You also have pedestrians, just depending on where the school is. So no matter what the location, schools are always challenging in the a.m. or the p.m. Because in the p.m. you usually have about the same amount of people coming to pick up their children. So uh, that is something that Marana has always done since I first started with the town is we do every year work with our school districts. We have a few areas that we know some of the schools are, are for whatever reason, have a little bit more challenges than some of the others. Perhaps it could be that they're a little bit aged, the way they're set up, the way their drop-off loops are established, things like that, or just the way their operations work. Specifically for the CSTEM, over the years, our traffic team has worked with them quite a bit to try to maximize the efficiency, the operations of their drop-off, um, identifying some areas that may be improved. So all of that work has, has gone on, and we're talking about, you know, some of the areas where their, their buses go and things like that. However, from the school's perspective, they have challenges as well. They want to make sure to keep bus traffic, pedestrian, to the children um, separate, which we completely understand that. They also are challenged with, you know, like all of us, staffing, funding, those type of items. Because one of the things we've we've gone back to with them quite a bit, and we've seen it work in some in some other schools, but we've talked about perhaps a staggering drop-off time mm -hmm. frame. So yeah. sometimes we'll just say your kindergartners through second or third grade maybe drop off at this time, and then give it a little bit of time, and then the fourth through sixth, or however it would be broken up. However, that is a challenge for the school because that means more staffing, that means more, you know, so we understand that that's a difficult ask to make, but we've seen that work. And so what that does is that distributes that traffic. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, that short duration, it spreads it a little bit over time, which reduces the amount of, you know, the queuing and all the inconveniences. Yeah. yeah. So this isn't, uh, this isn't exclusive to this one school. I mean, we've, we've gotten concerns, whether it's uh, Twin Peaks Elementary or Coyote Trail or, uh, Lehman Academy or uh, any number of uh, different schools throughout our community. Correct. It's just kind of one of those things uh, that goes with uh, school hours and that 20 minutes at the beginning and 20 minutes at the end is it's difficult. I'm, I'm not denying it, it's difficult and it's, uh, you know, annoying. Um, but and it's not just uh, for Marana. Obviously, you see it on the news. You see other agencies, you know, any any yeah. town county that's challenged with you know some schools in some areas just it's it's kind of difficult you see uh you know you hear about it from some residential areas because a school nearby is causing people to to utilize their streets sometimes yeah. their area so it's a challenge yeah now the traffic light we put in there uh, a couple years ago maybe a year and a half ago i don't uh, know what that was correct uh, about two I years has helped quite a bit, but uh, one of our listeners here actually wrote in and said uh, he's got an idea here. He said the, that there's room to build a lane on Moore Road, he's talking about, that could be dedicated for school traffic. If there were an emergency during those times, an emergency vehicle wouldn't be able to get uh, in. Oh, he says, love the podcast. 
with an exclamation mark. I like this person already. There you go. Uh, it's informative, interesting, and helpful. Thanks much. So this guy has an idea, or this lady has an idea uh, about adding a lane. Is that something you've ever thought about, something we could look at? What, what are your thoughts? You know, I want to say it's something that was thrown around at one point, I know early on, but uh, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. I mean, I looked before this podcast, saw that there is the real estate there, mm -hmm. that it, it appears it's something that we could look at. So I'll tell you what, Terry, I'm going to work with our CIP division and, uh, and have one of our traffic uh, or one of our project managers uh, work with our traffic team and take a look at this and see if there's some conceptual, if there's some opportunities to do that. Because what I'm envisioning is adding on another lane, perhaps in the south side of the existing roadway, and perhaps being able to restripe a little bit to to allow for a lane for dedicated for the school area mm -hmm. and then be able to to traverse across that area without you know coinciding and with the school so much so that might be something we can look into uh there is some drainage and other things in the area so that's something we'll have to take a look and see if yeah. we can manage that well, I like this, and here's why I like it. We do these podcasts for a reason. We do them to inform our community and also to hear from them. And here we heard uh, potentially a really good idea that we're going to look at. So there you go, uh, listener number 375. Actually, I have no idea what listener <laughs> uh, listener number uh, this person is. But uh, to this listener, I want to thank you for uh, writing in about this question and actually offering a potential solution. And we're going to look into that, and maybe we can do an update at some point in the future once we have a little bit more information on that. Now, uh, another question related to Dove Mountain deals specifically with the fact that it's one way in and one way out, at least for a portion of the community, because we do have more road uh, that extends to the east. Correct. So people can get in and out going down more road. But uh, the road is a pretty long road. I think, what is it, like seven miles from Tangerine up to the very top? Something uh, like that? Something like that. Yeah, that yeah. or a little bit more. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty fairly lengthy. Yeah, it's a yeah. And uh, so they're saying, you know, any plans uh, to get another egress, ingress uh, on the going out the end of Dove Mountain toward going back down to Tangerine or connecting into I-10, which this person doesn't like the idea of it connecting to I-10. But uh, either one of those options, I know it's in the 2040 plan. There's, there's some options for that. So let's talk a little bit about it. Yeah, no, Terry, great question. You identified it. It's in the 2040 Make Marana General Plan. Very, very conceptual at this stage. Uh, but yes, there is a, there's some dashed lines on the map, the future circulation, that shows Dove Mountain extending and eventually connecting down into what would be the more road TI in the future, which was mentioned in a previous podcast. Again, very, very conceptual and no time frame at this point. We're talking, you know, truly, you know, 20 years out, maybe beyond, mm -hmm. unless yeah. things were to change. Nothing uh, in the immediate future, though. We're, we're, not, I mean, there's not a plan in the next five years to, uh, to do a roadway coming no. off the top of Dove Mountain. But, and let's talk a little bit about why that's the case. <laughs> Hi, I'm Frank, and I'm a Marana resident. It's time to reactivate your social and fitness lifestyle. The Marana Senior Program offers a variety of services and recreation opportunities for active adults ages 50 plus. Member benefits include access to exercise classes, a fitness center that's really equipped, parties, and much more. Get a five-day free pass of activities to use within a 30-day span. Visit maranaaz.gov backslash teen senior for more information. 
Why would you want to work for the town of Marana? Well, let's hear what our employees have to say. I feel like working for the town of Marana makes you feel like a person, not a number. I really wanted to work for the community where I lived. I have children that play in the parks. Working for a public entity, it's kind of a sacred trust. I like that. It's an honor to serve. The town's mission is to provide five-star service for a thriving community. To me, five-star service comes from within. It's a drive to make your surroundings a better place. Providing community service like the Founders Day Parade, the swim lessons, clean drinking water. Of course, the benefits are great. I get sent to seminars and conferences and Town of Marana compensates vacation. We do have an amazing gym facility, alternate schedules as well. Our employees are also able to telework. My supervisor in particular like really cares about our work-life balance. My colleagues are fun. It's just a fun place to work. We have a culture of friendship. The people in general that work here and apply here all want to make a difference in their everyday life for themselves and for the community. Let's make an impact on our community. Visit at moranaaz.gov slash careers and apply now. Have you heard? Marana has unforgettable festivals and events. From parades to fireworks, rodeo competitions to light shows, we'll show you a good time. Learn more about the Marana Signature Event Series by visiting moranaaz.gov slash events. So yeah, like a roadway for this, in this particular instance, if that were to come about, that would be most likely developer driven. A development came in, triggered the need, would most likely build the roadway or some type of partnership between ourselves and then. But that's all based on need. That's based on traffic. That's based on, you know, people utilizing the roadway. Right now, the town is concentrating on our arterial roadways that are more regional in nature and capturing a majority of traffic. So for example, we are extending and widening Tangerine Road, what we're calling phase 2A. As you recall, we did uh, Tangerine Road between Dove Mountain to the east, mm -hmm. along with our partners at Pima County and Oro Valley. Right. There is a second phase that will be between I-10 and Dove Mountain. However, we're breaking that up into smaller phases due to funding and other issues. But that will be from I-10 going east to approximately past the, the commercial area, so uh, Moranatech Drive, so mm -hmm. about two miles to the east. But what that's doing is that's capturing a lot of our traffic flows. That's helping at the interstate, helping with some of that. But that's also capturing that traffic that I mentioned with our partners over in Pima County and Oro right. Valley. Mm -hmm. We're getting some regional traffic. We're also looking at some high-profile projects in North Marana area, extending Tangerine Farms. I believe most all, of these were captured. All of those ones that we talked about talked in the about, last episode. Yeah, in the last episode. Hundreds of millions of dollars in infrastructure projects that need to be done right now because Correct. they're you know they're pretty serious issues in terms of the volumes of traffic uh, that are. Yeah, we, through them. when we look at these projects, when we weigh the pros and cons in each of them, costs, but also the impacts they have, Tangerine Farms Extension is going to have a huge impact. Rattlesnake Pass, Twin Peaks, that's going to have a huge impact because not only is it tied to a development there, we're capturing a lot of, pro a lot of traffic coming from the west, from Pima County. We're also traf capturing traffic to the mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. Those are elements that we look at. So in regards to where we currently sit with the Dove Mountain, again, there's a big challenge because it's entirely state land. Right. As you go to the west from where Dove it's Mountain currently. It's not our property. It's not our property. Right. There's no um, imminent development on the books. 
while there are challenges, we understand that the circulation on Dove Mountain, you know, it's a one way in, one way out for the most part. Mm -hmm. There are other projects that are planned in the future that will help mitigate that a little further. As you mentioned, more road exists. There's another project at some point in time called Tapestry, which is across from Highlands, which will uh, extend that roadway all the way over to Thornydale. And that is called, it would be called Caton Road at that point. Mm -hmm. But that would be another opportunity to, for exiting that and going to the east. So there are opportunities, and unfortunately, at this point in time, extending a roadway to the west, it there's it very just expensive, lots of challenges. Um, you know, not only state land, but a lot of 404 washes that are very difficult to traverse and expensive to traverse. Uh, quite frankly, if you want to maintain wildlife connectivity, which we right. certainly do, we want to make sure that all the animals have. Uh, ingress and egress uh, uh, certainly they they were there before any of us were so you know, um, we want to make sure we have that um so yeah it's it's a it's a huge challenge and not something that's on the horizon as you said for probably the next uh, 15 20 years probably so yeah and you know, you you hit it on the head too environmental challenges there's quite extensive as you're talking about the tortellina fan mm-hmm. and where a lot of those washes flow through and all of those items so very difficult scenario to, to punch a roadway through there. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't see that occurring any time in the near future. All right. So uh, one of these, uh, one of our listeners here also brought up, uh, you know, that because it's one way in, one way out, what if there was a significant event where people had to get out of Dove Mountain, um, like, say, a wildfire? And that was the example that this person gave. And uh, this is certainly something that has been considered when everything was developed. Um, and so there is a plan to deal with that. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, we have a, a major wildfire and we need to evacuate everybody. How are we getting people out of there? So in an emergency event, you know, all roadways can become one way. So uh, while you don't have four lane road entirely to the west, you do have the two lanes that will accommodate quite a significant amount of traffic to allow people to egress. Um, yeah, there's some areas of challenges as you go around the roundabouts and those things, but the roadway would truly become one directional. So everybody who lives west of the or west of the Ritz roundabout, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that's all two lane through that stretch, but everybody could go one direction. And then once the roadway opens up, it will really accommodate quite a considerable amount of traffic to flow through. So, you know, Heaven forbid we see any type of emergency that requires that, but there is, we do have some plans in place if something like that were to come about and we needed to egress and get off the mountain, if you will. Yeah, I think great point. A pretty unlikely event, uh, but again, not something that didn't, uh, wasn't considered, thought of, and planned for. And uh, not only uh, was our public safety police involved in that, but uh, our fire department. And I've had numerous discussions where I've been involved with uh, uh, Brad Bradley, the fire chief for Northwest Fire, uh, talking at events where this very question has come up and uh, the plan is in place to be able to evacuate people and to do so quickly and safely and to get people out of there uh, in an emergency of this nature. So I am just going to kind of peruse this information from our uh, listeners to make sure that I didn't miss any of the things that were brought up. And it seems that we covered the two big topics uh, that they wanted to talk about, which was uh, the STEM school traffic at Moore and Dove Mountain, and then ingress-egress of uh, out of Dove Mountain because there's only one way. 
So, um, anything else you want to add for our listeners up in Dove Mountain? Uh, just one thing to highlight, and it's hopefully coming in this next year. <laughs> I say that in jest. Uh, we were working with ADOT because we have federal funds to place a traffic signal at the Moore Road and Dove Mountain intersection, the one to the north. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the reason two Dove Mountain and Moore intersections, correct? Which is a little bit confusing. A little bit confusing. One is a T, the other one is a four way. However, the west side goes into the Highlands development. Um, the reason why I say we're partnering with ADOT is we receive federal funds for that project. However, the town is not at a point that we can administer federal funds on our own. So we have to partner with another agency, in this case, ADOT. And so they will truly be managing the project on our behalf. However, we will have a project manager who will be our liaison working with them. Uh, That project uh, design is kicking off with anticipation of this coming fiscal year construction on that of that traffic signal will occur. Okay, and coming this fiscal year means starting in July of 23, going through uh, June of 24. So sometime in those 12 months, we we should have a traffic light there. Now, I'm glad you brought this up because it has been a topic of discussion. Uh, I've gotten, um, you know, emails and uh, even had meetings with Dub Mountain residents who say, why are you doing a traffic light there? It's going to cause all kinds of problems for us. We want a roundabout. (laughs) So, Fausto, why didn't you consider putting a roundabout in there? Well, Terry, as you know, I am I am a fan of roundabouts. I I am not. I am too. They are not the end all be all in all instances, but they do work. Uh, they work a majority of the time, and actually, a roundabout could potentially have been utilized here. However, there was many challenges to a roundabout. The first being real estate. Uh, the size of a roundabout required for the traffic. Uh, Going along Dove Mountain would require a two-lane roundabout, which obviously makes it substantially larger than uh, what we traditionally see in the area is one-lane roundabouts. The other thing that brings up is two lanes are a little bit harder to navigate than a single lane. Whenever you add more lanes to a roundabout, it, it adds the challenges to it. People Be- get confused. People get confused. What do I do? Where do I exit? And they keep going round and round and round. Correct. Yeah. So then we're like uh, National Lampoons. Um, <laughs> so that was some of the major, major challenges. The cost of a roundabout can be substantial up front. Long term, your maintenance and those type of items are typically lower because, you know, you don't have ongoing mm-hmm. controls like you would at a traffic signal. Um, we've been asked about challenges specifically from the Highlands community. The two-lane roundabout, again, the size that would be required would really encroach, not encroach, but be very close to their, what they're currently, their guard shack, their gate, some of that element. And so, some of the residences, too. Correct. It, push, would, it pushes that roundabout right into people's backyards. It brings the traffic very close as they circulate around the roundabout. They would be very close to their yard. So just the many challenges. There's also a little bit of uh, geography out there. If you've driven along up and down Dove Mountain, you know that one side of the roadway is a few feet taller than the other, a few feet mm-hmm. higher, excuse me. But um, so you would, as we you have tall roads, we have tall Mountain, roads, according to Fausto Burrell. Yeah, don't quote that. Let's edit that out. <laughs> if you when you place a roundabout, you also have medians as you're approaching it. And these approach medians provide guidance. Also, it's called deflection. So they help kind of push you away so that you're not going directly straight over the roundabout. You're making that 
<laughs> curvilinear movement. <You're, laughs> so you, as you navigate, that adds what's called deflection. All of these are items that just further widens, needs more real estate, adds more challenge to the project. Yeah. It would do a lot to the current roadway and the character of it because we would basically have to remove a lot of the existing vegetation. Just a lot of challenges when we when we asked when we submitted for the grant that we're utilizing for this. It's called a Highway Safety Improvement Program. Mm -hmm. Again, federal funds. We call it HSIP. Uh, we looked at those options, and very early on, we decided going with the traditional signal would work best. And I do know it sounds like you've heard a lot of people have asked you about that and about utilizing a roundabout. I know that it was mentioned at a couple of public forums that we utilized, and the feedback we received was uh, they really they would have preferred a signal. I'll just leave yeah. it at that. So. Yeah. So I, I was going to mention that as well, Fausto, so I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, yeah, there have been a, a few people, and it's a pretty small number that prefer the roundabout, but the vast majority of people are saying we want a traffic signal. Don't you dare put a roundabout. So you got some conflicting interest up there, but I think the majority of people do want the traffic light. It is uh, the uh, option that makes the most sense, and that's the one that's going to go forward. Whether you like the traffic light or not and prefer the roundabout, it is going to be a traffic light, and I think it will help immensely with the, with the traffic at that intersection and to slow people down in that area. So... All right. Well, I think that is going to wrap up this episode of Real Talk with the Town. So much appreciate uh, you joining us today. I do want to remind people to jump online and uh, fill out a survey regarding our master plan for transportation. It's actually called the Transportation Master Plan. I couldn't uh, spit that out. But if you could fill out the uh, Transportation Master Plan survey, we'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, it'll enable us to kind of hear from folks about what they see as the uh, problems in our community relative to transportation. And who knows, maybe you have an idea like Listener 375 did for us today. Um, and uh, we'll look into those things and see if we can implement them. So again, so much appreciate you joining us uh, for this episode. Until next time. Submit your questions by visiting MiranaAZ.gov slash Realtalk, and we'll answer them right here. To receive notifications for new releases, remember to click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please follow the town on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date on current news and events.